Welcome to Energetically Speaking with Ariel Hardy. In our program today, we'll explore some of the most common issues people go to energy healers for, what these conditions look like energetically, and also how to maintain your energy field yourself. Now, here's your host, Ariel Hardy. Welcome. Welcome back to Energetically Speaking. I'm your host, Ariel Hardy. So today is our 11th show. There will be 15 of these. The last one's September 19th, I think. There will be a holiday in there. So Labor Day, uh, Voice America plays a rerun. So really, there are just four more shows instead of um, what you would think, five, or vice versa. Do, do the math for me. So today is the 11th show, and so far, we have 34,583 downloads and live listens to the show. So thank you guys and keep spreading the word. If you're bummed, it's going to be over. Um, I have found a way to catch us all because I'm having a blast too doing it, but I just don't want to continue the full hour. It takes me a lot of time to prepare each one of these. So I'm going to do a membership website. It's going to be called The Healing Room. You go to my website, arielenergyhealer.com. There will be a tab at the top that says The Healing Room. You click on it and you can sign into it. And on this private website, I'm going to have prayers and teachings just like the show, only they're going to be shorter, like nine minutes long or so. So I hope you guys jump into that and enjoy it as much as I am. I've got everybody on board helping with that. My boyfriend, my teenager, and her boyfriend, all creative forces coming together to make this thing really cool. If you have any questions about this show, any of the others, I need those questions because those questions are going to turn into some of the teachings on the private website. So send them to me. Go to the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com and that goes straight to my email. Today's show has an original title called Teenagers. (laughs) If you're wondering what this show is about today, it's about teenagers. So the show has three parts as usual because we have our commercial breaks. And don't go anywhere on the commercial breaks because there's important information I want you guys to know on those. And my daughter and her boyfriend made the music for those. So listen up when the commercial comes and I'll be right back. They're just like 90 seconds long at the most. So basically part one is again what I always do in each one of these shows, which is tell you what I have seen in the healing room for 20 years. This will be of course, targeted around teenagers, what I see in their energy fields when they come in, what their experience is with energy healing. My second part of the show today after the first commercial break is, as a spiritual mom, how did I discipline my teenagers? How did I guide them? And then we're also going to throw in their practical things that your teenagers can do themselves to help keep their energy clear, help keep them centered and grounded. The third part of the show today is, of course, when I take it high, it's kind of like Ariel's church, where I'm going to pray for the teenagers. And I'm going to also today teach them a prayer that I wrote that they can say on their own. So for most teenagers, childhood is pretty cool. They're kind of living in this dream. Everything's pretty magical for most. And then something happens in their brains when those hormones kick in. 
where they suddenly become super, super clear. You would think it's the opposite, right? We blame teenagers, oh, it's their hormones, and we blame them because they're in a bad mood. But what has happened is they actually woke up from a very good dream. And they suddenly are realizing that the adults in their lives don't know what the heck they're even doing. They realize the society is a big mess. They realize their parents might actually be unhappy and their future might look like that, that they too might be unhappy. Their parents may be having affairs or on drugs or drinking or upset or depressed or just staring at the TV. Like they're all of a sudden realizing, oh my God, childhood's over. The fun is over. And now I'm going into this. So they're extremely disappointed and they're worried and they're scared and they're looking for guidance. That's one piece of it. Another piece of it is that they're getting covered in energy because they're still a little kid. So their body grew all goofy, but they're inside. They're still this child and they're still seeing the world playfully. And they're still sponging up everything, loving words, hateful words. They're just taking it in an extreme. Teenagers love energy work. They love spirituality. They might not love religion and the structure of that or rules, regulations, but they love spirituality and they love energy because they get it. It makes sense to them. It's one of the only very few little things that they've heard so far from the adult world that actually makes sense. So one time this teenager came in for a healing and she was so snobby. She didn't even talk to me or look at me, right? So you think, oh my God, what a mean girl, right? But really what was happening inside is she was being blown open and blown away. And so the next day she wrote on her Facebook page, that my favorite thing in the world is energy healing work. They love it because they can feel everything. And so when they're receiving a healing, they're feeling tingling through their legs and their hands, and they're feeling waves of light move through them. And they might even be seeing colors. They're feeling emotion. They're feeling lighter. Because teenagers are so in tune and sensitive due to an incredibly sophisticated energy field. We look at them, right, with their pants hanging down low or whatever the style is, their cleavage showing or their shorts so short you can see their butt sticking out. But what's happening in their energy field is actually shocking for me to watch. It's that they're going from this magical, advanced field unlike ours as adults, to being covered in like soot or dirt or black. They're being bombarded every day with negative energy, but they don't have the tools to keep it off of them because it's almost like they didn't see it coming. And so here we are just kind of pushing them into the world like, okay, fly. It's time to leave the nest. Go. And we're wondering what the heck's wrong with them? Why are they so sensitive? Why are they getting run over by that? Why didn't they stand up for themselves? Well, it's because they're not wired to me as an energy healer for this planet. That's how I see it. When my oldest daughter came home from her first semester to call of college and she went to a party at Christmas, 15 of the teenagers at the party had already dropped out of college. 
because they didn't have the tools. They didn't understand how to ward off the heaviness, how to stay out of the binge drinking, how to how to keep themselves centered and connected to source. They had no idea how. So let me explain what it looks like. So a teenager lying on my healing table or calling in long distance, lying on their bed, and I'm on the phone with them. Usually I keep the parent in the room and I, they have me on speakerphone. Think of it like this. Their energy field looks like this gorgeous instrument, this fine-tuned instrument with these gold threads, right? The wiring in their field, the mesh, the lines of light look like this sparkly, magical thing. It's like some winged creature. And then we're going to go and take a sledgehammer and hit them every day and say, hey, how do you like Earth? How's it going for you? Why are you in a bad mood? What's wrong with you? Oh, it's hormones. It's hormones. It's not. It's that hormones make us really, really in tune. We really pick up on everything and we're actually just telling the truth and we're saying it when we're hormonal. So you can think of it like a pregnant woman or a PMS woman. She's actually being super clear. It's just that she's finally speaking out. She's not holding it in anymore. So I'm going to share with you some ways that I work with with teens. I'm going to share from my notes some of the things teens are going through when they come in for healings. An energy healer's job is to go in there and restring that instrument, to pull off the black, to pull out the dents, to straighten out their field and get them back on their feet and send them back out for more. But then we also need to train them and guide them how to keep themselves from getting so beat up. And we'll talk about that in the second part of the show. I worked on this one teen girl who was addicted to heroin. Her mom brought her in. Her mom sat in the waiting room and she was thin and she was pale and I could barely hear anything she was saying. She spoke so softly. She was raped by several boys. So, of course, there was a tear in the screens over the second chakra, over the abdomen, but there were more tears. There was also a tear down the whole front of her body. So her soul, of course, had left her body because there was no mesh or screen to hold her in. So because her soul left her body, what happened is black demonic energy and gray ghost energy had taken her over. So when I called the angels and guides in, they would not come because she was not home. If you're not living in your body, your spirit guides are out in the universe searching for you. They're not gathered around the temple of the body where you're supposed to be. They're off looking for you. So the first thing I did is I cleared her of the dark energy, brought her soul back into her body, sewed up the screens to weave her in and to keep her safe. And then I called the angels and the guides in to please protect her. She got color back in her face. Her voice got stronger. Then I began to teach her how to fight. A teen girl came in. Her mother brought her and sat in the room. I made her promise that her hand would no longer harm her body. I pulled dark energy out of her hand. She had been suicidal many times before. There was chaotic energy over her soul center in the upper chest. There were like two selves in her body, two of her. One self would guide her to do things that she wished she hadn't done. She said she couldn't keep up with her mind. I made her promise that she would not exit her assignment here on earth prematurely. I asked her to stay and to remember, please, what she came for. Hundreds of angels suddenly poured into the room to gather around her. 
I didn't understand what this was for. I thought, hmm, maybe she's going to be famous. Maybe she has something big to do in the world and all these angels are going to help her do that. And that may be the case. But a few days later, she tried to overdose. And thank goodness it did not work. I'm going to do a show on death coming up here. Probably the last show on the 19th. And on that one, I'll talk about what I see on the other side when we commit suicide, for example. Energetically, I followed a teen boy who had just murdered his mother and his siblings. He was such a nice boy. Everyone was wondering what happened, what happened. I tracked all of them to make sure they got across okay, and then I found the boy. And I'll tell you in that show on death what level he was in and what that looked like. I tuned into this teenager to see what caused him to suddenly turn like that. I found depression. I found him alone in his room at night. I found that he was interested in and lured into a satanic website. The dark energy that had gotten into his body is what killed them all, not him. It was possession. I worked on a boy who tried to kill himself because he just felt like a bad friend. One of his friends was mad at him and told him so for not being a mediator between him and another friend who were in an argument. So the teen who came in had just decided to stay out of it. So the other guy said, oh, you were a bad friend. You could have helped break up the argument. You could have helped us understand each other. So he tried to kill himself. Because he was full of love and he couldn't stand that he wouldn't be a good friend. I worked on a teen girl who was cutting her legs, her thighs, her arms. There's so many of these in our schools, by the way, here in the U.S. at least. This planet, she said to me, has no love on it when I asked her why she's cutting she said she's disgusted to be one of the humans because they're so mean and they're so rude and they're so negative. She said that the planet she's from was all love and you didn't have to be like this. You didn't have to be so tough. You could be magical. You could stay childlike. You could be yourself. You didn't have to be all cool and act like you were somebody else. I worked on a preteen girl who was 11. She had big black destructive energy over her left ovary. In the left side of her upper body, there was demonic black energy from sexual abuse from her stepfather. She was beaten in the womb from her biological father. I cleared the dark energy from her body. I repaired all the screens and the nets. I brought her back into her body. And I brought in fairy-like energy and colorful light. I worked on a 17-year-old boy who was worried about his future. His father used to oppress him. He had been depressed or stressed, but now he was okay. Now he was strong and bright and centered. He'd been meditating with his mother. He had a lot of worry about relationship and school and beyond. He was wondering how he would succeed. I cleared his worry and taught him how to co-create. The next show I do is going to be on co-creating. I worked on a teen girl who was cutting herself. The reason she was cutting is that her friends were saying she was a bitch and she was fat 
and that they were only friends with her because they pitied her. She said that the burning from the cutting takes her attention off of the emotional pain that she did not know how to move out of her body. I cleared the mean energy from the girls off of her and cleared the dark energy from her hand that was harming her own body. I connected her to source or to God through her crown vortex in the top of her head. I taught her how to use her hand to put light into the scars. I told her to go to her parents whenever she felt like cutting and asked them to pray for her because her parents are spiritual parents. So let me explain how these teens are thinking. You know, some of us are like, what? What? Why? What? It's not that big a deal. You upset about your friends. Why would you kill yourself? Why would you cut yourself? When I work on them, it looks like this. Imagine a city. And the city has the smog over it. The city is brand new and sparkly and shiny, but it's creating lots of pollution. And that smog over the city is like the emotions. It's the heaviness. It's, it's what's in the teenagers that they can't move off. They, they don't know how to get out from under it, and they think it's forever. It's on them. It's over them. So instead of using simple tools to just move the smog out, you know, a wind could come along and just blow it out, they begin destroying the city itself because they don't realize the difference. They're so covered in the smog, they don't understand the difference that the smog is the issue and it needs moved out or the bad energy, the negative energy that gets into them needs cleared out. So this whole next part of the show is going to be me sharing with you ways that I taught my teenagers how to see the difference and how to move it out and how to move on and how to get back to their sparkly, shiny city without the smog. So stay tuned and I'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to Energetically Speaking, Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to Ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking. 
Welcome back to my show today on teenagers. So, you know, we listened to the first part and it's all about our teens covered in all this black energy and wanting to kill themselves or hurt themselves or getting depressed or anxious or worried. And so, you know, what do we do about this? I say we guide them. I say we become like spirit guides. We guide them. So, you know, some people will dominate their teen. Some people will, will you know, guide them by just sort of throwing the food on the table, getting them some clothes, making sure, you know, they have food and shelter. And then they will dominate them, like tell them, you don't do that. You don't, you know, like harsh on them, like yelling at them. The problem is, you know, what's wrong with you? The problem with that is that then you're accidentally being that sledgehammer that's hitting that beautiful instrument. So you're just making it worse. And now they feel bad about themselves at home too. They feel bad in the world. They feel bad at home. They feel bad at school. They feel bad at home. They feel bad in sports. They feel bad at home. So everywhere they turn, they feel bad. So guiding your teen takes a lot of time and energy. But just remember that as I teach you these things that I did with my teenagers, it's worth it and it's good for you too. For example, how are you supposed to guide them if you yourself aren't feeling good? If you're not feeling good and they're not feeling good, then both of you need to go into the living room and do this thing that I'm about to teach you. So in our house, um, punishment was always something that I blamed on energy. So for example, if you did something negative, you got in trouble or you were in a bad mood or you looked at me the wrong way, I immediately blamed it on dark energy. I didn't blame it on the teenager. I wasn't like, you're such a bad kid. You're disrespectful. You this, that, and the other. I have trouble even coming up with statements like that, as you've noticed, because I never used those statements. So I'm sitting here scrambling, like, how does that sound when a parent like turns on their kid? So, so what you want to do is you want to find the culprit. So maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they've been on their computer too long. Maybe a friend said something. Maybe this, that, the other. You want to solve it. You want to get into their own spirit and you want to see it from their perspective. And you want to make sure that in your home, they feel like they can solve these issues that are out there in the world. You want to make sure your teenager becomes like a spiritual warrior and that you too are their spiritual warrior or guide. So let me give you an example of in my house when a teen is in a bad place, I might look at them and go, hmm, it must be your computer. It must be something you watched or something. Let me take that from you. Or like say it's bedtime and my teen has been in a bad mood for a few days. Awesome. It's bedtime. Let me take your computer, your phone. They can set an old fashioned alarm clock, whatever. But you want to blame it on something else. You want to take the focus off your teen. They don't know what's wrong and blame it on this, that, the other, the computer, the friend, the school, the environment, someone in your home who might have had bad energy. And your job is to solve the problem, not what's wrong with them, but solve the energy that got into them. So I would always say to them, meet me in the living room. And they're like, oh my God, this might take hours. So meeting me in the living room meant stop your homework, stop everything, come out of your room and sit in the living room with me. And we're going to play this game where I turn on beautiful music and I say to them, tell me something bad about your day or your life. 
So tell me something that you're upset about, in other words. So my teen might say to me, today I was walking down the stairwell at school, and when I got to the landing, there was this girl, and she started laughing at my outfit, and her boyfriend is a friend of mine, and he started laughing too with her. And so I stop and say, okay, close your eyes. And we close our eyes together, and we breathe. I breathe to move the energy. And we just say, we ask God's presence to move into this situation. We ask God to move into you, the teenager. We ask God to move into this room, the living room. Don't worry about other people in the house. They'll sense a big energy going on over there, and they'll sort of skirt around it and walk around it. So you build up the energy around your teen and around um, yourself and and in the room, and then you picture that scene and you bring God's light into that scene. So you go into prayer. You ask your spirit guides and their spirit guides to move in and assist you, and then you visualize. So together, you just both imagine and picture what could have happened differently. Like you're going to kind of rewrite it in your mind. And when you're both finished, you're going to open your eyes You wait till everybody's finished and then you look at your teen and you say, what did you see? And they might say, I saw colors because teenagers see all kinds of energy. I saw colors or I'll say, what did you imagine? And they might say nothing. And if that's the case, over time, they'll get used to it and they'll get better and better at it. But at first, they're going to be like, no, I didn't see anything. I don't know what you're talking about. So then you say, well, here's what I saw. I saw, for example, you walk down the stairwell The two kids were mean. They followed you down the steps. You got to the bottom and a really popular guy, friend of yours, opened his arms and said, hey, you look awesome today. Good to see you. And he gave you this big hug. And you turned around and looked at them like you won. Or I also saw that a spear guy moved around you as you walked down those steps and you felt really good all of a sudden and you felt really high and you were able to see clearly that those kids have abuse in their homes and every day they go home and someone tells them they look terrible, their outfit is stupid, their hair's ugly, their body's ugly. But you get to come home to a loving home where you're admired and cherished and loved. And so then you do it again. You say to them, okay, what else? Tell me something else that happened, something else. And they say this, that, and the other. Like they, they bring up another one. But basically the whole point of this exercise is You're gathering together to be the spiritual warrior for your child. You're going to pull the trauma off of them. And you're going to kind of like rewrite what happened to them. So you're bringing in the angels. You're kind of creating a little mini healing. And then you're teaching them to co-create by rewriting it. So then they head to school the next day and they feel a little bit better because they have this whole new scenario going on in their head. They have created a whole other picture. So the circuitry or the wiring in their energy field is rewired. So they're not thinking the same thoughts. I'm going to go down those steps and they're going to do this to me. Instead, they're thinking, haha, that was a funny visualization that mama said. And like, I'm going to win. And like, I'm winning. And I feel good despite them. Another time to take your teenager into the living room is if they're just worried or anxious. So say they have a test coming up. You take them into the living room, kicking and screaming if you have to. This is our job. If we don't clear them and we aren't on top of it, we aren't putting light into them, then all they're getting is heavy, dark energy. 
everywhere they turn. So we kind of have to claim our territory here, claim our own, protect them, fill them with light. So you go in the living room, you close your eyes, you give it to God. You say, we give this test to God. We give the worry to God. We give it away. We ask God's presence to move in around my teenager. You breathe. You can have beautiful music on. She can have hot chocolate and a blanket, whatever. You want to make this a cozy thing because you might be there a long time. It might be 15, 20 minutes. It might be hours. It depends on how many things your teen has fallen into, how far down into the black your teen has gone. So you don't want to finish this exercise until they feel better, until you notice a shift. So as you're visualizing You're picturing these things. You can imagine it. You can just let it come to you. Scenes come to you. When you're finished, you open your eyes. You ask your teen, okay, so what did you see? And they might say, you know, I saw that the test was super easy. I was focused and it was simple and I did well. And I might say, I saw spirit guides around you helping you with your test. So let me explain that. If you're connecting to God, you're connecting to the ground, you're centering yourself, you're showing up for prayer or meditation or visualization, whatever you do, you get all the benefits of that realm, of that spiritual realm. And some of the benefits are spirit guides will come in and help you with little things like your kids test. But if you're not, you're on your own. You are telling the universe, no, I got this. I'm going to do everything just by myself. Don't worry, I'm fine. But if you want help, you need to show up and visualize, pray, ask for it. Another thing I might have seen with my eyes closed is my teenagers smiling and really proud of themselves afterwards. Like, I don't care about grades. I don't care if they made an A or a B or C. I just care that they feel good. They feel good about themselves. I am only concerned with their energetic and spiritual health. So what I always do, too, is I tack on my turn. I always say, okay, it's my turn. Because I don't want my teenager to think that the world revolves around them because that they're really self-centered at that time because they're trying to figure everything out. They're trying to survive. So I might say, okay, my turn. My back is hurting. So we close our eyes. And it's really cool when you open your eyes and your teenager says to you something like, Mama, I saw you walking and hiking and smiling. And your legs were so strong. Your back was so strong. And you were so happy. That's really cool. You just taught your teenager a little bit about the adult world, how you want to do this as an adult. And also you taught your teen how to like pray or for or visualize for someone else. And then, of course, I tell them what I saw and so forth and so on. Then it's their turn again. So you can teach your teenager how to journal all of this. I'm working on a workbook for teenagers called the Young Adult Survival Guide. Um, go to my website and sign in on the homepage if you would like to um, be on the mailing list to hear when this is finished. But it's basically a sort of a workbook to guide teens along when you're not available and you can't help them. So now I'm going to talk about things that are in that little guidebook that they can do on their own, some practical things where they can clear themselves after school. So You know, my teen would walk in the door and I'd be like, oh, my God, you need to clear. I mean, I could just feel the energy coming off of her from everyone that she hugged at school. It's like she took it on because they're just like kids. They're still sponging it all up. So the first thing she would do is go change her clothes. As an energy healer, I used to throw them in the dryer because they weren't dirty. I just needed to clear them. So another thing would be take a shower or run the dog 
when my team would run the dog, the dark, heavy energy would just fall away from her as she ran. It just getting the energy moving and circulating from running is a great way to suddenly just feel fresh and clean like nature. Salt bath. That's a common thing you will hear in our house. Oh my God, I'm covered. I'm going to go take a salt bath. And everyone knows what that means. It means you're covered in energy and cleared. When they come home from places like um, sports or school and they're covered in energy, the first place they usually go is their bedroom. And then all that dark energy spews off of them all through their room. And it's usually not that big of a room. And then we get mad at them because their room's a mess. But their room's a mess because there's energy stuck in it because they spewed in it. And, I mean, I like to just think of it like this. What if you lived in a small room? Everything you did, you even had food in there and tons of drinks and clothes and projects. You did it all in your room. Our room would be a mess, too. We'd be freaking out, too. So we we need to clear our teenager's room and one thing that they can do and you can sort of guide them in is to have them just make this fun game of going around their room in a loop. So for example, if they can start at their door and they can go whichever direction they want to, but say they take a right and they just start cleaning along the wall, along the next wall and the next wall and the next and back to the door. And then they can spiral into the middle. And it's a great way to just make cleaning a meditation because they don't know where to start. They're totally overwhelmed. Then they can go around dusting it in a circle and, and they can go around sweeping it in the circle or you can put flowers in their room. I don't care if it's a boy or girl, put flowers in there because that energy of nature in those flowers will help clear the room and raise the vibration. You can have them pick out their favorite essential oils and you can put tin drops in a spray bottle of water and have them spray in the air. And as they spray, have them imagine that an angel appears like the mist makes them be able to see the angel. And so spray, 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 filling their room with angels and clearing it. You can remind them to turn off their technology. Like maybe they just need to put their phone down, turn it off and just be in their room. They can open their windows and let some fresh air in. Even if it's winter, just open it up for a few minutes. They can wash their sheets, their blankets, and when they throw the blanket over the bed again, have them imagine it's like a wave over their bed, and they're going to sleep in that healing wave. They can dance to music in their room, raising their vibration. They can go outside, play basketball, hula hoop, spin poi. My daughter used to spin fire. You know, it's like long ropes with fire on the end or long ropes with glowing sticks on the end. So I never banned anything that was good for them. Like, as a disciplinary tool, I never said anything like, you can't go to that party. You can't go hang out with your friends. You are grounded. Because what happens is then they'll sink further into depression. And the whole goal is to raise their vibration. So let me teach you how I did discipline. If, if my team missed curfew, for example... Well, I'm still up because I'm worried. I'm like, okay, they're not home and I'm going into their room and I'm taking away their laptop or their computer. So you go into their room and you take away something important like that. Te technology is wonderful. It's a great disciplinary tool. And so then my teenager's used to this. You know, it didn't happen that many times, but she had it happen enough that she knew the routine. So she wouldn't say anything. And the next day she would say, so how can I earn back my computer? <laughs> so I'd be like, hmm, do you hear how I'm not angry? 
I'm not yelling at her. I'm just taking action and I'm staying high vibration because my job is to get her high vibration into a high vibration. So I would say, hmm, I would like you to wash the dishes, scrub the kitchen floor and clean out the fridge and then come ask me. And so she's like cleaning. She's trying to get her computer back. She feels guilty. She was in trouble last night. She can't figure out why I'm not mad at her. And she's just cleaning and cleaning. And then she finishes and says, okay, mama. And so I check her work and I'm like, hmm, you know, I still don't feel very good. I was up late last night. I didn't get enough sleep. Um, so let's see. It would be really helpful for me if you vacuumed the carpet in the living room. And so she goes and vacuums at this point. I'm like, okay, <laughs> she's done enough, the poor kid. And so I might give her one more tour, dust, dust the living room. And then I'm like, okay, here you go. And I hand it back. And so then we might rewrite that. We might say, let's sit down in the living room and rewrite last night. And I might say, in a perfect world, you would have shown up on time and I would have gotten plenty of sleep and I wouldn't have been worried. And I would have felt like, wow, you are so responsible. You're awesome. And she's sitting there feeling bad. And then she says to me, in a perfect world, my friend would not have lost his keys. But he would have had his keys. Or I would have found a different ride with someone else instead of searching the entire place for his keys. And all of a sudden, you realize they were trying you know, they were trying to get there. It's the life of a team, right? You're doing your best. So we want to expect them to mess up five million times. And we want to have our game plan in place. It's kind of like the spiritual parenting show I did with little kids. It's the same concept. Only with teens, it gets a little scarier, right? They're exposed to drugs and sex and driving and drunk driving. It's it's a time when we really need them respecting us and coming to us and talking to us. If your teen is rebelling against you, you're doing something wrong. We want to set it up that you are their spiritual guide and teacher. They admire you. They know that when they come to you, they feel better. They know that you're going to make them feel better by praying with them and visualizing with them. So here in the last section of the show, I'm going to pray for our teenagers, and then I'm going to teach them how to pray for themselves so you can share that segment of the show with them. So stay tuned, and I'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking. Welcome back to my show today on teenagers. This is Ariel. So if you listen to that commercial and you are interested in doing healing work, we can't get enough energy healers out there. There are so many people who are resonating with this now and who want this. So go to the videos page like you heard in the commercial on aerialenergyhealer.com and look at some of those videos. The bottom one is free. If you scroll down to the bottom, you can watch that whole thing for free. But also on the membership website that is coming up, it'll be called The Healing Room. I'm going to have a section for healers. So I'm going to have little tips for healers on there. Another thing that I do for teenagers is I will sit outside their room and pray for them. You don't have to be an energy healer. You don't have to be religious. Just sit outside their room. Ask the angels to fill their room. Ask that they are lit up. And I do this when they're in their room. So say your kid is depressed and you just blast them with this light. It's going to affect them. The dark energy is affecting them really quickly and easily. So send the light because it's going to also affect them very easily. One time I did this and I pictured my teenager was in there dancing with angels and light and her room door opened. She burst out dancing. I was like, what? This was a teen who was like kind of depressed and quiet at that time. So I was a super busy single mom. I know a lot of you are super busy. Even if you're married, the two of you are like running here and there trying to get everything done. So I understand how it's a lot of work. You know, we think, cool, they're on their own. They're independent. We can sit back a little bit, but we can't. These are actually the years that took me more time than when they were little. When they were little, it was simple, right? Just like just taking care of their their basic needs. But as a teen, it's it's more spiritual. Your role changes. You're suddenly not the mom or dad. That's why they're rebelling at you, uh, rebelling toward you. You've got to step up into that higher realm of you are actually a spear guide for them. You're actually their mentor. So quickly transform as they transform into this role. I used to ask my spear guides to help me parent because I wasn't available. I was at work. But I'd be going through the grocery store and all of a sudden my spirit guides or their spirit guides would use my eyes and I'd turn and see something on a shelf and I'd be like, I have no idea why I'm getting this, but I've learned in the past to get it because it means my team wanted it. Sure enough, I'd get home and they'd be like, I meant to ask you to get me some of that. Thank you so much. I remember one time I stepped out onto the porch at Halloween. So here in the U.S. we have this crazy holiday, Halloween. I think a lot of you other countries are celebrating it too for fun. But I step out on the porch just for a minute because I hate Halloween and I hide and I make my kids run it. I make them give out all that sugar and candy to all the people dressed as demonic ghosts and such on my own sacred little porch. And I stepped out there onto the porch for some reason, right as a teen girl walked up onto the porch and said to my teenager, so I heard you're dating so-and-so, is that true? And I was like, ha, 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 ha. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I somehow found out everything. And I know some of you moms out there are cracking up. It's part of it is mother's intuition, right? But part of it is when you're praying for them, your guides are helping you. I used to have this little piece of art by my bedroom door. And it was this drawing or painting of a woman and she's looking to the side out of her eyes on the side and it says underneath it she missed nothing 
<laughs> I put that up there to scare the teens. So another thing that you can do is pray for them every time they leave the house. My teenager would walk to school. And as she headed out, I would be doing my own thing. I did not drive her because I think it's healthy for them to listen to their music or nature and to walk and get grounded and clear from sleep before they start getting into a realm of massive amounts of kids and their energy and trying to think and concentrate. And so I prayed she would be surrounded with angels every day as she left. And one day, for some reason, she stood at the door and talked to me and she had this reason. She told me why she was stalling. I think she didn't want to walk with somebody to school. So she was kind of like hanging behind so she could walk by herself and just be in her own world. And we found out that that very morning, the sun was hitting the road at a certain angle due to the time change and due to the seasons. And there were two teenage girls hit by drivers who were blinded by the sun that morning, right on the intersections or in the intersections that she would have been in if she had not stalled. So there are other stories like that. Of course, there, my other teenager was in Washington state and she was running up a hill and I happened to, for some reason, just text her. I wasn't worried. I just texted and she stopped to read my text because I hadn't texted in all day. I'd been at work and she read it and then she started running on up the hill and heard this firework sound and she rounded the corner to see a massive old pine tree just bouncing on the trail as it where it had fallen. So I'm not living in fear and worry. I'm just praying and sending light and the spirit guides are just using me. They're just like making me do things like pick up that grocery or text at that time. One time my teen was in the mountains and all of her friends were being silly and some guy friend jumped on her and she fell back and hit her head very hard and all the kids were gathered around her and worrying and I texted in, is everything okay? <laughs> And they would just be like, your mom. But really, it's not me. I didn't know anything was wrong. I really had no clue anything was wrong. Her spear guides were using me. One time I walked into the yard after work and I set all my stuff down. I was watching the teenagers play football. And right, I would say it was three minutes of me being in the yard. Right then a teen came down catching the football over my daughter his elbow cracked her in the forehead blood everywhere don't anybody pass out and whoosh I was right on top of it I was right there the teens were like where did you come from I don't know I never went in the backyard I would usually go inside first I have no idea it's just like la 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 letting yourself be moved and guided so I'm going to read to you from the survival guide for young adults that I'm writing and this is um two teenagers I wrote this as if I'm talking to them I remember when you were a little child, your eyes shining from your soul light. You danced around in joy, surrounded by your bubble of glowing light. When your little feet hit the ground, I could see sparks of color spray into the air. You were so caring and so kind. You loved so deeply this magical world now turned bad for you. I used to be able to see your soul. Now it is taken over by the darkness. We must find you, dear child. We must find your light. Repeat these words over and over again until the flame that is you begins to flicker and come back to life. You must fight. So then this prayer that I write in that little guidebook is going to be in them for, the, for them to say, in there for them to say on their own. 
so they can read this over and over. In the name of God, in the name of the light, I call on my own soul to wake up, to return to this body, to fight for me against the dark energy that is trying to take over. In the name of God, in the name of the light, I call on the angels and the archangels to surround me now. In the name of God, in the name of the light, I command the darkness to leave me now. I am filled with God's presence. I am filled with the universe. I am a warrior of the light. I cast out all darkness from my body. I cast all darkness out of my soul. I cast all darkness out of my room. In the name of God, in the name of the light, let this room be filled with angels. Let this room be filled with light. I stand in my power. I stand in my light. I call on my soul to return to this body, to heal me, to protect me, to keep me from harm. So recently, I felt like my teenager was old enough to clear a ghost from our new house. There had been this man following her around, and it wasn't around me. I didn't feel it because I was lit up, right? I'm an adult. I'm not going to feel it as strongly as a teen who's susceptible. And I was in bed and I was tired and she came in my room. She said, he's still following me. And I'm like, okay, clear it. She's like, I can't. I'm like, you can do it. Do it. You got to do it. You're old enough now. You clear it. So she said, in the name of God, in the name of light, I command all dark energy to leave me now. Well, he came toward her. And this often happens in the healing room. Often a spirit I'm trying to clear will come check me out. Like, well, who are you? Who do you think you are that you can clear me? Who are you anyway? And so she said, Mama, it's coming near me. It's coming toward me. I'm like, yes, it is. Yep. What are you going to do? Pray again. Pray again. So she started saying it over and over and over again. She said, in the name of God, in the name of the light, I command all dark energy to leave me now. In the name of God, in the name of the light, I command all darkness to leave. I call on the angels, the archangels. I call on God's presence. I'm like, I'm like, keep going. I just was lying there in bed going, keep going. And I'm watching this ghost in front of her. Keep going. It began leaving. And I said, go until you don't see it anymore. So she kept praying and then she slept so soundly that night and was not afraid anymore. I can't even tell you how many preteens, 10 to 12, especially boys, are still scared of the dark. There's a reason they're scared of the dark. We haven't taught them yet how to protect themselves or we ourselves aren't taking it seriously. We're not protecting them. I you know, we look at this, we, we look at these young teenagers and we wonder, how could they kill someone? How could they kill themselves? How could they kill other people? How could they do that? Well, yes, we have mental illness and yes, we have side effects from drugs, um, prescription or other, but there's a huge spiritual piece to it. There's a huge energetic piece to it also. So no matter what your kid has been labeled, bipolar, whatever, there's also a huge piece that's your responsibility as a parent. And so that we don't want to just give it over to the hands of the hospital. I meet kids who've been in and out of mental hospitals so many times. I'm like, really? How many times have you sat as a family and prayed over you? And how many hours have you done this? A lot of it needs to happen in the home as parents. We need to become spirit guides. So I'm going to pray now and do some energy work for our teenagers. You can join me. You can pray for the teen next door if you don't have your own. You can pray for your nephew or your niece. But think of a teenager. I'm going to breathe to pull in the energy. We ask that we're all cleared. We can't send light to them unless we ourselves are cleared. We ask that all of our worries, all of our concerns from work are set aside so that we can focus on our teens. 
We ask that our busy schedules, our busy minds are just set aside for now. We ask that we can feel God's light come in above us and we can bring that light down through us. In the name of God, in the name of the light, we call on the angels, the archangels to move around us so that we can move higher as parents, as adults in the society, so that we can understand our teenagers, so that we can heal them and hold them and guide them. So we no longer reject them as if there's something wrong with them. We own it. It is our problem. We own it. We ask the angels, the archangels, to clear this problem, to clear our own negativity, our own drug abuse. Our own alcohol abuse, our own television abuse, our own bad moods, our own stress, our own worries. We ask that we are cleared and that we can fill this role of being a spirit guide for the teenagers we brought into the world. I'm using my breath to clear us all. There we go. We ask that we are a conduit of light. We are a channel, a river of light all the way through our hips, legs, feet. It's not enough to have God above us. You've got to bring God all the way down through you into the ground to make a complete circuit. We ask that we are playful and fun so that they love to be around us. They love hanging out with us. They love being with us. They admire us. They respect us. We make them feel good. We ask that we're no longer the culprit, the reason they feel bad or bad about themselves. We ask that we are the angel in their lives. We ask that we are the person who they love to be around, they love to come to. We ask that they love to be under our wing because it feels so good to be around us, that they know we can always guide them to safety. We can always lift them high, lift them to safety. So now I want us all to visualize that we're pulling our teenagers under our wings. We're hugging them. We're laughing with them. We are adoring them. Of course, they're going to mess up. (laughs) Of course, they're going to make you mad. I want you to fake it. I want you to just get it out. Go to God. Get it out. Don't lay into your team with that anger, that rage, that fear. When you're with your team, guide them. We pull them under our wing now and we fill them with love. We cherish them. We adore them. And through us, we bring the light of the Holy Spirit of God. We bring joy, laughter down into our teens so that they feel like it's okay. Everything is okay. It's going to be okay. With God, with light moving through them, everything will always be okay. They will be safe. They will be cared for. They will be loved. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to the light. This is Ariel Hardy, Energetically Speaking.
We hope you've both enjoyed and learned from this edition of Energetically Speaking. Please join your host, Ariel Hardy, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. We'll see you then right here.